What is up, everybody? Welcome to, I guess, a very special yeah. new version of Vile Files. I'm joined by my producer, Rochelle, hey. and sidekick producer, I'm Shug. really just your pal. Just my You're pal. Just my pal your pal, Shug, chiming in. Thank you so much my for friend, having me back my friend, to Shug. visit. Having yes. you back. You're, you're kind of a mainstay. As long, mm. Your hair is you want to be. Oh, Shug <laughs> might quit. She should complain she's not getting enough hugs from Nick. So that's got to change. (laughs) We've hugged once. Um, What about my touch? Do you enjoy it? I love your touch. I need it. We, uh, yeah, I listen, we love having conversations and discussions and sometimes debates. This uh, is a debate heavy episode. We had some really great calls. Uh, Yeah, we did. It got heated. Shug's still heated. Well, listen, I get heated. I don't know what to tell you. As soon as I call myself a hood rat on a conversation, which is coming yes. up, I can't wait for you to hear it. You know that I've crossed over. But um, Nick does a lot of, um, answers a lot of questions on his Instagram. Is there any like theme that you're seeing lately? Uh, I mean, the overwhelming thing has always been this, uh, the the expectations, men and the difference of expectations men and women have about dating and sex. A lot of specifically, mm-hmm. we have a predominantly women audience in terms of the expectation of of women feeling like they're supposed to, you know, trying to get a guy to like them, and then within mm-hmm. those confines of trying to get a guy to like them before they even figure out whether they like a guy. Yeah, uh, is what do I need to do for him in bed or blah 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 blah? Do I? Well, if I don't do this, will he get mad or not like me? All these <laughs> things that. Uh, a lot of, again, women are doing, men have their own, you know, we, we are confused too. And there's things that women can help us out with things too. But, um, you know, men, women, men always need to do a better job, but I would like to see, you know, more conversations happen and women not feel like in this expectation, we have a caller coming up about a guy not getting off. Mm. Is it her job? Is it not her job? Why, why does she feel this burden? You know, yeah. uh, this weird, but that that comes from our society of of sex and dating over the years of what is expected of men in a relationship and what is expected of women. And hopefully in a lot of the stuff we do from these future episodes is kind of breaking down those barriers. And we'll get into obviously family mm-hmm. dynamics as we do. Mm-hmm. I think the important part, and I want to, uh, say this, and we've said this earlier when we started Vile Files, this is not about right or wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, this is about having conversations and difference of opinions. And sometimes healthy debates lead you to a place yeah. of, of, of enlightenment and understanding each other. Um, and sometimes that comes with, you know, when you talk about things about that are passionate, uh, that, that you're passionate about, yeah. uh, emotions come out, you get defensive, you get energetic, Um, And sometimes people uh, mistake that from uh, not wanting to learn and understanding. And sometimes getting those emotions raised will discourage people from having those conversations. And I think what this this show, especially this segment and this thing that's going to be dropping every Monday now is about being willing to have these conversations. And some of these, most of these are lighthearted, but sometimes having these tough conversations and debates and answering questions and and sharing life experiences so that we all become more aware of how we can better understand each other. Yeah. I think that's our ultimate goal. Yeah. That's lovely. Well and that's said. just what we're trying to do. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, and uh, without further ado, we'll start uh, answering some fan questions. Time for Nick to sell your things you really need, but you don't own you. Now go buy the stuff. 
Hi, Noelle. How are you? Good. I'm good. Uh, How are you? Good. We have Shug here as well. Rochelle is in the room with us. Hello. Hi. How can we help you, Noelle? Okay. So I emailed yesterday, I think, and I had a really long dry spell and started seeing this guy a few weeks ago. And at first I thought he was like friend zoning me because he didn't make a move at all. But now we're past that and he's been really good about um, getting me off, but I'm not really doing very well. Um, I'm reciprocating that, and that's kind of first for me. What a thoughtful and- person. Wait, Rochelle, why are you laughing? Why are you two laughing? Because I'm not laughing. I like the matter of fact way she says. No, it. it's great. I was like, so thoughtful. I just want to hug her. Um, all right, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, um, but that's just never really been an issue for me. Like usually, it's been me, um, finishing people and not really getting anything out of things myself. So it's kind of like the opposite. Of what I'm used to, and um, I'm sure I'll figure that out. But I kind of feel like it's a little weird about it. Like I owe him something every time, and um, I'm trying to navigate that. And then I think my other half to that question was that um, we're kind of on different levels. He just got out of like a long relationship, and I have been single for a while. Okay. And every time I start seeing someone I like, it's kind of like. I get too lazy to start seeing anyone else and I'm scared I'll get like attached and not mm-hmm. um, have that be the same for them, I guess. Okay. Mm, very clear. Yeah. This, is, this is great. Uh, cu- couple, couple thoughts I had. I had a thought and then I lost it. I'll get it back though. Um, in terms of, well, one, I, I, I we had a, a, our last caller too. Like, listen, there's a lot of stereotypes with men and women in sex, right? Um, and stereotypes are often stereotypes because there's a lot of, there's truth in them and that's why they become stereotypes. But there's exceptions to all these rules. How old is this guy, by the way? 22. Okay, super young. Because um, I was like, maybe he's just like 40 and just like, just takes, takes a minute, you know? Um <laughs> I do think there is this standard that men always have to climax in a sexual experience for them to enjoy it. Um, that is not true. As a guy, I can tell you that's just not the case, right? It's also not yeah. your job as a woman in the room to get him off. Like he's your partner in a sexual experience and hopefully that happens, but that doesn't, you're not always going to bat a thousand, right? Um you know, 22, super young, horny guy. You'd think he'd just like be coming all over the place all the time. But who knows? Like maybe the fir- first, like l- seriously, maybe the first couple times he hooked up with you, he masturbated right before, right? And now it's just like the little, little less gas in the tank. And it's just, it's a little harder. It takes, you know, maybe he, uh, how long has he been working up with his girlfriend? Um, Like two months, maybe. Oh, okay. How long has he dated? How long did he date her for? Like three years. Was it like his first and only relationship? I think he had like another long-term one before that. Before, so yeah, I don't think Before like, that. No. But he's only like, okay, but he was 18. So, so I'm going to safely assume probably that 95% of everything he knows about sex and intimacy comes from this last girlfriend. And what you are yeah. is just different. You're not better. You're not worse. You're just different. And I can, I, I can assure... That when I wasn't having a lot of sex early, like I had a very serious girlfriend and in between a few breakups, it was hard for me to move on. And when I finally did and I was intimate, it was just so weird. You know, it was just like, I was in my head the whole time about just like, it felt wrong. It felt like, you, you know, you're broken up, but like, it felt like 
is this okay? All I'm saying is probably in his head a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of reasons why a guy might not climax. And it has nothing really to do with you. So I wouldn't take it personally. And I also would just uh, stop assuming that it's your job and that a guy always has to climax to enjoy sex. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's like the thing. It's like always felt like that kind of, and now it's not. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know yeah, how this I, works. I, it's, it's very, it's kind of, it feels sometimes like a new concept that women are allowed to just enjoy and get off and and they don't have to service the man. I think that that's a pretty new idea. It's wild that it's like, but like, but I will say as a guy, sometimes it's almost again, like again, not to say that men have been somehow, but like the the double standard, although for the most part, this double standard has put women are, have been suffering from this double standard, but at the same time, this double standard, then the men didn't feel the pressure of it. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it has this kind of counter reverse effect of, well, you're, I'm supposed to get you off. And so why aren't you getting off? And what can I do? Because if you don't get off, then is it me? Is it just something? Is it the way I look or whatever? And then the guy's like, no, I mean, I don't know. What, what do you want me to say? Is my dick not working? It becomes this stressful situation. So all I'm saying yeah. is sometimes it's just okay. And if he's just like, no, it's fine. I just, I'm, I'm not going to right now. That's fine. It's totally cool. Totally nothing to do with you, uh, most likely. Uh, especially if he comes back for more. You know, I guess if you guys hook up and you never hear from him again, hey, maybe he wasn't into you, but so what? Um, yeah. But if you've been hanging out with this guy, I would just let go of this uh, assumption that it's your job and you need to get him off all the time. And that, and if he doesn't, he's not enjoying it because he probably still is. Is he upset about it at all? Or do you talk about it in the moment? Is it like, a, oh God, I can't come. Or like, I'm sorry. Like, is there apologies going on in the moment? No, it's kind of like the first time it was like, yeah, I'm just kind of nervous with new people. And then it was like, That's oh, not- like I can't, like uh, my roommate can hear us. And um, He's not lying. He's definitely nervous. You're yeah. new. Um He, he, his ex-girlfriend, and this is not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel insecure about this at all. Like that's all he knows. And that's all he's thought about. And, and he's, he's young. So, uh, and, and then. So what, like when you, when you start dating, maybe at 15, 16, 14 at the earliest. So you think about that, he's 22, six, seven years, three years, that's 50%, half of his date, like basically a hundred percent of his dating life has been one person. And, and, And so it's just a process. And so I would, it's definitely not you. I'd give it some time as far as you like having that self awareness to like, just latch on. I think it would behoove you to like remind you that he's going to take some time. So like, that's good for you to just let it breathe, you know? Yeah. Uh, doesn't mean you have to start dating other people, but like. Uh, just continue to do other stuff. Yeah. Just you know, do other don't stuff. <laughs> make uh, sure that you, you maintain your space and enjoy your, your hobbies and activities and your work and all of that stuff. I think that that really truly totally. helps us as, as women and men the same to not put all of our interest balls into one bucket. And as young people, yeah. and as young people, and I talk about this a lot, is as you get older, you'll just, you'll have more experiences and you'll become more critical. And it's very common that when I was younger, you meet someone, you like them, you're like, fuck it, let's date. You know, um, mm-hmm. if you're not in a committed relationship with this guy and he needs some time, I encourage you to go on a date with another guy. You know, if the opportunity, yeah. if the opportunity arises, like, don't get five dating apps and like start going on a bunch of dates, but like, 
make yourself available and keep shopping, girl. Keep shopping. And if, yeah, if he's the one you should date, he will only get better and better. Totally. But you might realize that maybe this was just the first guy you liked after a, a dry spell. I mean, Shug had a dry spell for like a year and like, she, you know, I thought she, she for like a couple of days, I thought she was just going to fuck anything in sight, <laughs> you know? So it came back strong. It came back real strong. It was gradual. And then I was like ready to, you know, I was going (laughs) to go to jail for what I was intending to do to some people. Um, So, yeah, that's that's just what I would do. Um, I mean, it it sounds like you're confident in your in your game, so to speak. Yeah, I I am. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him questions. Ask him what he likes. Ask him what he's into, you know? Have him masturbate in front of you. That's what Emily oh, wow. said. Rochelle that was not my idea. Sex in, with Rochelle. Emily. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't discourage that. <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, Have so, you ever seen him come? Has he ever come? No, but it's only been like three times. Oh, okay. okay. I dated a guy for a while and, you know, like a few months in, he was like, I eh, just don't do it all the time. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. Not for me. I like, I needed, I needed more. Ask fireworks. uh, Listen, so just to sum up, I, right now I wouldn't make a big deal about it at all. I I really wouldn't. I would just kind of like, if you want to keep hanging out with them, let it go. If you keep hanging out with this guy and like, say a couple months later, we're still having this bit of an issue. Then I think it's okay to ask questions like, is he masturbating all the time? I don't know. Mm. Um, is he, ask him what he likes. I mean, I think it's safe now if you keep having sex, start asking what he likes, but give it yeah. time. Don't make it feel, don't make him feel pressured. Making him anxious about it and uh, and pressure to come is only going to make it harder for yeah. him it's, to come. It does. It really, like when Nick breaks down the timeline and, and you know, the experience with the last girlfriend, it all feels very genuinely on course and pretty normal and yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah. I'd just give it some time and just suss it out. Meanwhile, keep dating. Eventually ask more questions. Maybe have him masturbate in front of you, as Rochelle said. Um, <laughs> that's that's great. Just make him feel comfortable. Like men need to like women need to feel comfortable in sex, but so do men. And it's a and, and when you're in a relationship, it's just all about communication and talking and making each other feel comfortable. And when you are comfortable, you can be freaks and come all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We've done pretty well with that, but we'll keep trying and everything. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I. it's funny because I, I do think there, we talk about this a lot in, in terms of people not talking. It's just men are definitely more guilty of, of not being thoughtful uh, in terms of what a woman needs. I just think they, you guys probably weren't taught to for so long. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I I can honestly say I've never experienced that. And I, I go back to the 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 story of someone telling me early on. Your origin story. My origin story of like, <laughs> hey, stop thinking you're banging story. her. Like, that's not cool, bro. Um, Wait, and just, what happened? We've t- oh, shared this. so many times. We've shared this. I was I one of my first girlfriends. You know, I was still a virgin at the time, but we're messing around and going to all the bases and putting our hands down each other's pants. And I was putting my hand in... in in her in a way that wasn't enjoyable. And it was like, we were just yanking each other basically. And a couple of weeks later, one of her friends like at school in gym class pulled me aside and was just like, hey, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> oh, 
And I was like mortified at first, but she did it in a way that made me feel not threatened. Yeah. And she like taught me how. And like other than also learning how to do it made me realize that all I have to do is ask questions and it made me feel comfortable with communicating and also made me want to make sure that she was happy because at an early age, I was told you're doing something I was thinking I was the man. And then I was told I was not the man. You're bruising her insides. Um, And so I just wanted to, you know, I realized that I had to do things the right way to have her enjoy it. And her enjoying it mattered to me. You know, I don't know if that's, if that was something because I was, you know, my my mom, my mom didn't sit me down, like make sure she comes. But my mom certainly taught me how to like meet women, like to, to be a, like respectful and like make sure that they, like I saw my dad my dad's whole life I saw my dad just make my mom a number make my 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 mom was always my dad's number one priority always mm-hmm. I, that that philosophy I don't know yeah. but to your point I think guys yeah but at the same time I women as young women I think they're they're told this and so then all of a sudden if it doesn't happen they feel like they're doing something wrong and they have all these questions and then it's just like it's not your job, women, to get necessarily guys off all the time. It's your job as a couple to hopefully climax together. And if it doesn't happen, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> climax together. That's like a not at the same time. Situation. Not yeah. at the yeah, same, same, right, time, right, right. same time. Same time. Same <laughs> time. But like, it's okay. It's if one person, guy or girl, says it's not, it's not going to happen tonight. That's fine. I think the worst thing you can do is like get frustrated or make it about you. In this situation, if it happens. If it's like it becomes an ongoing thing, sure. Start like asking questions. And then maybe eventually it's okay to say, I kind of need that. You know, I want it on my face. Like, ah, you know, I don't know. Now go buy the stuff. Well, Ariel, thanks for calling in. I'm Nick. This is Shug. Rochelle's also with us. Hello. And what can we help you out with, Ariel? So uh, my question for you guys is, um, uh, I feel like in today's society, uh, guys are kind of expected to, like, crave sex or love sex or, um, you know, just kind of always be of, like, a sexual mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but what about for guys who don't experience that? How can they feel empowered and normal in today's society? Is this something that you're experiencing with someone personally that's making you ask this question? Yes. Can you, can you tell uh, that story for us? Sure. So um, my uh, boyfriend has um, kind of always experienced something similar to this. Uh, he's just not that into it like he um that's not like how his brain works that's not what motivates him mm-hmm. um it's not how he feels connected to people and he's been in like you know casual relationships you know and he's also been in deep intimate relationships and um you know we're kind of in the process of getting engaged and um like we're headed that way and like even with me it's not how he feels connected or loved and um you know he just struggles in society i think to feel normal you know he goes to work and uh you know all the guys are joking around and you know like oh you know i'm gonna have sex three times a day or whatever and he's (laughs) just like 
am I supposed to want that? Like, I don't like, you sure. know, and so as his partner, like, you know, I struggled to, um, to kind of figure out how I can empower him and just make him feel normal and loved and a way that he understands, you know? So mm-hmm. speaking about, I'm curious about, I mean, the, we'll get into his work or friends thing, but the most important thing is your relationship with, with him. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you feeling about it? You know, in terms of, I mean, it's okay to say, are you struggling with his lack of desire for sex? Right. I mean, yeah, it's hard, you know, cause, uh, you know, obviously I have desires and, um, it's hard because it's like, I know that he doesn't desire it, but then when he gives it or offers it, it's like, are you really doing this, um, for us as a couple, or are you just doing this because you think that, um, it's something that I want, you know, you're trying to make, you know, me happy, which <clears throat> if, you know, that's the case, like that doesn't make me happy because, you know, that's not, that's not really desirable. And you know that, me. you know that he's always struggled with this or that's, I mean, how many serious relationships has he been in before you? Um, he's probably been with like 10 to 12 partners prior to me. Okay. How, how old and, are you guys? Um, we're, I'm 26 and he's, uh, 25. Okay. So, um, he's been in probably one other serious relationship prior to me. And according to him, that's kind of just, this is his MO. Yeah. I mean, he always says like, um, you know, when he was younger, you know, obviously going through puberty and stuff like, yeah, it was, you know. It was fun or whatever, but he's still he pretty young. He burned, right. He I said mean, he burned out on it really quickly. Um, what was he doing at, at 20? <laughs> I mean, 25 is pretty youthful still uh, in terms right. of if from a man's sexual, like normally most 25 year old men are still have pretty healthy sex drives, but mm-hmm. all, all people are different. Some guys are more sexually driven than others. Um, right. But listen, I, as far as you're concerned, I don't think it's wrong for you to want more sex. Uh, in terms of how to empower him, there is a balance between, you know, listen, whether he's into it or not, like he's still a guy and sometimes guys from, to your point, society standpoint, kind of feel a bit judged or shamed on their, in a way of not being manly enough if they don't want to have sex and, and then they get defensive and that's never helpful in those types of situations. So there is a balance between making sure he meets your needs versus you not uh, making him feel like less of a man because he doesn't want to when you're frustrated. You said right. something earlier about not wanting him, like it doesn't, if he doesn't want to have sex, I mean, I get that you want him to want to have sex, but if he has sex with you, if he's intimate with you, there's something there that makes him want to do that. And if that is to please you, I wouldn't, if I were you, see that as a negative, right? I mean, relationships all the time are built off of uh, doing things selflessly for the person you love. I mean, quite honestly, any real relationship isn't going to stand the test of time if you are willing to do if you aren't willing to do selfless things. I mean, it's great to find a partner, right, Shug? Like if, oh yeah, we love all the same things, but that's not, 
you know, sex aside, like having everything in common and always wanting to do the same thing all the time is great. But sometimes you have to do things mm-hmm. because your partner wants to do them. And right. I, I guess what I'm saying is if he wants to have sex, if he wants to get you off, if he wants to do things that you enjoy, I think it would behoove you to stop obsessing over does he really want to do this or not, right? Uh, you may not have the crazy sex life that other couples might have. And then you'll just have to decide, is this someone you want to be with knowing that sex isn't going to play a big part of your relationship? But I think in the short term, right. to help him out is to not make him feel stressed. It be, like Enjoy the moment when you guys have sex. If he does things, if, if you guys have some foreplay, get out of your head whether he wants to do it or not because he, that's the one only going to f- make him feel more stressed. Well, do you really want to do this for me? Like, what do you want me to say? We're doing it, you know? Like, if, right. if, if, I, if, if I were dating someone and she wants me to go to a Broadway show, I'm not really into it. But like, I, w- I take her to a Broadway show. I, let's say, you know, and I want to do this nice thing and the whole time she's just like, well, do you really want to go? Because if you don't really want to go, I don't really want to take you. I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to lie and pretend I'm super into Broadway? Or do you just want me to be happy that I'm spending this night with you and having fun? And I think, you know, a, a big part of that too is is the more that you can get out of your head in those moments while you guys are intimate and the more fun that you're having and the more that you enjoy it, you know, and if you're, you know, screaming your head off and having the greatest time, I think he probably will find new inspiration and maybe want to do it for you even more. And maybe it's, you know, not so much about him needing to get his rocks off as much as it's about enjoying watching his wife love it so much, you know? So I think that he can maybe even come to find a new enjoyment of sex being that it's for you. Like, I think that there is something modern and unique about that approach to it too. You know, like there's just so much to do in sex that if, you know, somebody's not wanting to like, you know, bang all day, but they maybe want to really make you feel pleasure. I just think that there's so many kind of ways around it and that conversation can get on the table. I I personally understand where he's coming from. I just went through a full year where I just didn't really feel a lot of desire and I didn't want to, you know, I just didn't really want to have intimacy. It just, it just fell really far down on my intimacy, on my priority list, really far down to the bottom where I wasn't even thinking about it. And I can see where that would be hard to be in a relationship and, yeah, and, and, and prioritize that. But I do I, think I that there's a way. just have to ask just because I don't quite understand that he burnt himself out. So was he, uh, was he pretty sexually active earlier in his life? A lot? I mean, because like, yeah, well, I mean, listen, Ali, listen, I would say 10 partners before the age of 25 is a pretty average and solid number in terms of certainly, I, I mean, there's people who've had a lot more sex, but it, he's certainly not uh, anti-sex. He's out there. He's meeting people. He's, he's, he's doing it. And that's, uh, I'm curious about what's changed for him. Yeah. Um, is What are his passions right now? I'm curious to hear about that. Like, what is he putting his desire towards? Um, I mean, right now, I think a lot of his focus is just on like work and, you know, building our life together and um, just kind of entering into adulthood, if you will. Is that, how's everything else in the relationship? I mean, in terms <laughs> of like, time and quality time and, and enjoyable moments minus the sex part. I mean, 
how's everything else? Um, yeah, the rest of the relationship is amazing. Um, no complaints whatsoever. So it's not like um, he's too, well, when you say he's focused on work, like, but you're spending time together, you're doing things, he's yeah. meeting those needs. So you're just not having sex a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't get the whole work. So, you know, I don't we, get the whole I'm focused on ways, work. Yeah, we find ways to be, you know, um, you know, emotionally intimate in other ways, you okay, know, just good. by spending time together, or experiencing things together, dreaming about the future, things like that. Are you, when you, you, you brought up the work stuff and his buddies talking about sex and blah, blah, blah. Has he shared that with you that guys talk about that and it makes him uncomfortable or are you assuming this is going on? No, he's brought it up. Um, you know, he just feels kind of like a fish out of water okay. and, um, today's society, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, he says that he kind of just lies about it and pretends like he's the same as, you know, his peers and the. Um, young men around him, um, okay. but well, it sounds, at the end of the day, yeah. he's just not. It sounds sincere. Uh, but it, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, it's hard for him to own that um, because it's not perceived as normal in today's society. Yeah, I mean, it sounds sincere. And the only reason why I ask this question because I'm sure there might be people who are listening who are like, "Oh, he's cheating on you. If he doesn't want to, if he's not having sex with you, he's having sex without someone else." And it doesn't seem like that's the case because it seems like he's just maybe not that into sex. And you are spending mm-hmm. time together and doing things, and it's it's not like you're not sensing that. Back to your original question is. You are his girlfriend, hopefully his fiance and maybe wife someday. And that empowerment really is going to come from you. Because at the end of the day, if you're in a relationship, that doesn't matter, you know, in terms of like, you don't like those guys, if, if he's 25, he's still young and guys nowadays are even younger and, and they'll grow up and he should get that confidence from you. And so a best way you can do that again is back to don't make him feel like he's doing something wrong because he doesn't want to have as much sex. And so don't get defensive or disc... Like, again, I'm just repeating myself now. Enjoy the moments you do have sex. If you want to go to a sex therapist or a counselor or seek uh, counseling, that's something you guys can look into as well. I don't know if that he'll get defensive about that, but at least, at least to explore things. But if he's just not into it, then he just might not be into it. But um, being supportive as his partner is something you can always and should do. And... Um, enjoy the moments that you do have and don't get frustrated at them. Mm-hmm. And really like outside of the two of you, your sexual habits are nobody's business. And you, it's just not on a, you know, it's on such a huge sliding scale sexuality. So there's just no mm-hmm. right or wrong. And I think that, you know, you can find a lot of um, ways to support that and, yeah. and to uh, celebrate it too. And and I, I imagine that, you know, those 25-year-old bros that he's talking to at work, I bet they don't have the level of emotional intimacy that you guys have. And, you know, I'm sure that if they're like, yo, I just, you know, I ate her out for five hours. And he's like, yeah, well, I talked to my fiance for six. You know, like I'm sure, sure. that that won't <laughs> land with the young boys. But, you know, but that is true. And like, what an incredible thing. So I think the more that you focus on his strengths that really don't come up a lot in, in men that age. I yeah, think would be my guess that him sharing that with you too, could him just be not necessarily projecting, but like, running it by you because again it might be just he just in feels he might feel insecure about what you think of him and so he's telling these stories about mm-hmm. what the guys are talking about at work and trying to see what you say 
So it all comes down to, listen, if you're in a committed relationship, whether you're into sex or not, every he probably wants to make you happy and make you feel satisfied. And if he's sensing that you're not, that probably is going to bother him. So you guys, as a couple, have to find a middle ground. Mm-hmm. And you have to, whether that is getting therapy or talking, my, my biggest takeaway from you, again, I've said this, is stop getting frustrated and over questioning whether he really wants to go down on you or have sex or if he's just if he's willing to do it and he wants to make you happy and get you off be, be excited about that that's cool like all right? right because like heck there's a lot of girls out there her guys that just want to do their thing and get off and you know what they're not they're not really focused on her needs anyway so if he's just there to uh, please you then that's that's not a bad thing. I wouldn't take that as right. like, well, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to do the dishes. You know, like, again, who wants he's to do dishes? dishes? Yeah, you know, he's doing yeah. the dishes. So, uh, just be happy you have someone trying, and don't ever make him feel judged for being different. Mm, and girl, enjoy that. Enjoy the time yeah. when it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you come, or, or when, when he come, comes, when he like comes. just enjoy the coming. When you know? there's coming, get the dishes done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you find that that helpful with uh, Ariel. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. All yeah, right. Thanks nice for your time. Chatting. Hi. Hi. <laughs> what Yay. is what is your name? I'm Rachel. Hi, Rachel. I'm Nick. Hi, Nick. Sure. <laughs> Hello. Rochelle. With Hi. Well. How can we help you, Rachel? Um. Well, my question is. Um, mostly just about making out, to be honest. Um, and I mean like both on its own, maybe to end a first date also like leading into more. Cause even though I, I consider myself like pretty sex positive, I often find myself like just wanting to make out when a guy wants to jump right to sex. And so I guess I'm wondering just like, is making out still cool and how you make it like cool and fun and enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only distinction I really want to make before you answer is like, I don't think I'm just talking about boundaries because I'm pretty good at setting my boundaries. I think I'm more talking about expectations of what both of us want to happen. Cause my end goal isn't like that he wants sex, but is willing to stop like, along the way at making out. I think like I'm ideally talking about both of us down to start just like kissing and having fun and like actually enjoying that and seeing where it goes without like the expectation of where it's going to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like not my lived experience of what the other person is sure. expecting. How, how old are you? 23. Okay. Um, I, uh, I don't know what you think, Shug, but my experience is I don't think this is something that's changed with times. I think we were talking about this earlier. Men have, especially younger men, have always been a little hornier, a little faster than women. We talked about this with sex with Emily. I disagree with that sentiment. You think as 18-year-old, I don't know, I guess maybe you tell me as 18-year-old Yeah, I think women, that's a falsehood, yeah. Okay, maybe it's the double standard of, okay, fine, sex with Emily. I guess my point is like men are frying pans, women are slow cookers kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's always been the case. Fair enough? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think as young people, I guess guys don't really sometimes know you know, we have we have sex with Emily here still, you know, coming here, reminding us that men are frying pans and, and, and women are slow cookers, right? And I think just this, that idea that men are, as soon as you kiss them and they're aroused and they find you attractive, 
they're pretty much ready, you know, in the sense that like, <laughs> let's do it. Right. And I think as men, we, we still, there's still a lot to learn about. Like, there's a lot of things you can do besides just penetration and having sex. And to your point, I do think men uh, do maybe appreciate those intimate moments that Rachel's talking about. Like, let's just kiss and make out and be in that moment first. Men are kind of always ready to just pounce when they're, <laughs> when they're, you know, attracted to someone. Um, and so part of it is about setting boundaries and it sounds like you're good at that, but you may never necessarily get a guy who wants the same thing as you in that moment. We had this in an earlier call, like expectations, right? Like, I mean, it's good that you set your boundaries, but is a guy going to want to necessarily make out as long as you want to make out and you're going to feel that sense that he wants to? I, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but there is a part of maybe him just realizing, hey man, hey buddy, slow down. I want to, and sometimes men need to be coached up by women sometimes that, you know, hey, I will get to there maybe. But just in, in the, the middle, meantime, in the middle, just go, hey, what do your grandfather's balls look like? And he'll be like, oh, I just lost my erection. And then you slow down <laughs> and then start up again. Yeah. But I mean, Rachel's talking about <laughs> she, she wants she, she wants to have these intimate moments. Yeah. And that's the struggle. It's having the intimate moments that you're desiring without always having it to immediately lead to the expectation of sex. Right. Like and it sounds like you're feeling like as soon as you make out with a guy, you can sense that he's just immediately trying to go up your shirt or go down your pants or take your clothes off. Right. Is that yeah. accurate? And you would appreciate yeah. if a guy would just look at you, kiss you and just enjoy <laughs> that kiss and enjoy that moment and maybe let you unbutton his pants whenever it is you're ready. That sounds really nice. And I will just say that us <laughs> men need to do a better job of that. And and sometimes it just, especially early in our life, it takes a, a woman like you with a young guy to just say, hey, listen, I don't know what you've been doing when you're 18 or 19, but I can tell you all the women you've been with before would appreciate it if had you done this and do that. And sometimes we just need to learn because sometimes we're not getting it from our parents. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I think we're parents are doing a better job, but even my parents talked, we didn't talk about sex like that. I mean, my parents told me about sex. They also told me not to do it. So the whole idea of what I should be doing when I was starting to get sexually active wasn't coming from my parents. And so you just need to try to talk to them because yeah. men have a tendency of getting carried away and getting anxious. And, and you know, they'll, you know, like you said, it's not about boundaries, about them checking in, but Sometimes it's a fine line. I think I, we've learned that through conversations and we're learning it now more in these kind of me, me too times is that what's that fine line between making out and then a guy like doing that, right? You know, you go up the shirt or you take that and then she's like, okay, but deep down she's not really okay. Right. right? You and, had to coerce her. Yeah, well, get, not necessarily it's coerced. Like I don't think any, I think most of these men talking don't feel like they're coercing or would ever say that they were coercing. That's just, they feel like that's the next step and she goes along with it. I don't right. think that's necessarily fair to say these guys are coercing all these women. I'm sure it happens sometimes. Well, I'm thinking sure. if you say, I don't want to have sex and then they try to get you to. Well, sure. Yes. I'm not even talking about that. I think like what Rachel's talking about is you start making out, it's hot and heavy, guy gets an erection and then always like, he's putting his hand up her shirt and she just kind of goes along with it. Yes. Right? She doesn't say anything. And he's yes. like, okay. And he kind of checks in and maybe she wishes she 
it wouldn't go quite there. Maybe they, she just wishes we were just making out, but she goes along with it. All I'm saying is it just comes down to communication your part. I don't think you should feel bad speaking up. And that doesn't make you a bitch. It doesn't make you exactly. not wanting to have sex. You can do it in a way that doesn't make him. You could just say, hey, listen, buddy, you're really hot. I want to get there. Let's just enjoy each other, you know? Yeah, it definitely, I remember at your age, like it definitely was such a game of like bringing them to the edge and being like, no, yeah. no, no. And and having to constantly be like, slow down, pushing the hand away. You know, they're trying to get into your pants and they're trying to move it around. And I think as as women, it's okay to be understanding that of what Nick said. Listen, they, they're ready to go. Their, their anatomy, their bodies, they want the full <laughs> shebang. They really do. And I think that we need to have understanding of that as well as a really beautiful, confident voice and physical movements of like, no, I'm not there yet. I don't want yeah. to yet. And it doesn't have to be uh, like, no, like stop. It could just it be, could like, be like, I'm not. Hey, yeah. It's, okay, it's, but, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. you know, that is still no, but also like, yes, it is a conversation. And hopefully he's just like, okay, you know, and, but it's and a con- believe you me, they yeah. will try again and again. And as long as they resist, you're, you're in, okay. You're, you're still in, in, um, in the powerful space. And I think that when it becomes a relationship and you start really, you know, uh, communicating with each other, if it's just a make out or a one night kind of make out a party make out, there's going to be a lot of pushing of the hands, but you can also start out being like, Hey, you have to let me lead here. You know, like there's a way for you to be like, let's go at my pace. Okay. You know, like there's a way for you to communicate that. I think, and just being bold and not afraid to do that. Men are going to want to fuck you. Like, that's just kind of the way that it's going to go. You're, you know. <laughs> Rochelle's just like, oh, fine. <laughs> no, I just mean, I just feel like that pushing the hand away thing, like, I feel like maybe we can change that. Like, I don't, if you say no, I feel like they shouldn't keep trying in, in an ideal but, world. But do you know what I mean? Like, when you're making out, right, and they go and they go and they try to take yeah, their hands off. And then you keep away. making out, yeah. right? You keep making out. And you're feeling all over. And they're getting overtaken by what they want to do. It, I, I, I just think that we need to have an understanding I'm that these— different. Are you know these men are 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 listen? They might try well, again, let but me why are you, we being defeated by them trying this, again? Let me ask you this, Rochelle. Like yeah. in a situation, what Rachel's talking about the making out, yeah. right? We're talking about men being frying pans and, and women being slow cookers, right? Yeah. And so let's say you, you Rachel's making out with a guy, and within the first fifteen seconds, yeah, he tries to go up her shirt, yeah. and Rachel's like, "Whoa, right?" Puts her hands away, right? And he's like, "Okay, yeah." But fifteen minutes later, Rachel's more into it. She's made out for 15 minutes. She's hot. She's into it. She wants him to go up her shirt. Does he, you know, like, does he have to ask? Does she give him the okay? Or does he kind of like try to read her? That's what, it's a little bit more confusing and gray than, than what, like what you guys are talking. And all I'm saying, I see both sides. And I think it is just about communication. If, if, if it would be great, if, if Rachel, that's actually as a guy, that's hot. If a girl grabbed my hand and put it up, that would be hot. But again, I don't know if young people even feel confident about that. I would love for people to talk about sex and young people and be open about that as much so that we there is less and less confusion. I think it comes from both sides. That's all I'm saying is as a guy, it can be sometimes like, well, does she want me to do it now? I, you know, and like some women aren't feeling confident enough to do that, to grab the guy's hand. For all you women out there, Grabbing, a, like showing a guy what to do on you is hot. It's 
super sexy, mm-hmm. taking the lead in that manner is hot. Like, like as a guy, I like to, you know, take the lead, so to speak, but there's something about like her showing what you want. I th- find sexy, especially early in a relationship. And I think. And, it, and it's a know. hard, it's just, what I'm saying is like, it's a hard thing for both men and women when you're, when you're young to learn body language, to learn body signs. Like if I'm pushing my, my chest up into them and like, I've learned how to communicate without words now, right? Like I know how to indicate that I want something to be touched and that I, you know, don't want the other thing to be touched, but I just think it takes time to learn to read those signs. I'm not saying that, you, listen, if you say no, don't touch me and, and don't unbutton my pants and they, and and you're just kissing and then he tries again and pushes up on you, get the fucking guy out of your, get the fuck out of the car, get out, you know? But before that, if you're, if you're getting more passionate and there could be some confusion about the level of passion you're hitting, I think it's understandable to have to be like, yo, I'm not going to get there. Do not try to open my pants again. You know, like it's just all communication and strength. Rochelle, you seem, yeah, go ahead. I'm just, this is just like, uh, I don't know. It's just upsetting. <laughs> upsetting? Or what? What, are you, what is your different... You have a different point of view. That's fine. No, I'm just tired of the boys will be boys. Oh, they'll just do what they want. We just have to keep pushing them away. But who's keep, saying boys will be boys I here? just, I just felt like that was the sentiment Suge was saying. Like, you know, that's just what they'll do. They'll push up on you. And but even like, when we had Emily here, the, like we were just talking about like what like Dr. Emily talked about is, is that men are different than women. And here's how we, we have to understand each other where we're coming from first. And that's first understanding it. And then we communicate based off of acknowledging our differences. Right. And so there's no one saying boys will be boys and that's okay. And they're allowed to like, they're allowed to do it again after you say no. That's certainly not my point. But I, yeah, but there might be some Women, I don't know. I, mean, I can't speak. I don't know. You, you go. Women tell me, like, do you sometimes want a guy to take charge? And just because you weren't ready the first fifteen seconds, seconds doesn't mean you're not ready fifteen minutes later, right? Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Can I add something too? Yeah, please. Sure. Sorry, um, we're totally just arguing. It. And <laughs> <laughs> just the other sort of part is like I know because you're talking, Nick, a lot about what to do in the moment when, you know, 15 seconds in, whatever. But I think I'm also thinking about before anything even happens, particularly with dating apps, where like when someone asks the other, when I ask somebody out on a date or they ask me out on a date, I've been on enough first dates where the guy's expecting sex that like part of me wants to set up the expectation beforehand that that's not going to happen. But there already are so many issues with dating apps being organic that I'm not like trying to, I mean, I get that the point of going on a date is like, you see if you get along and you see where it goes. So I'm not trying to prescribe exactly how it has to go, but I also would love to be like, let me expect that works. Well, let me ask you this. When you say men are expecting sex on a first date, I mean, I guess fine. Let's just assume a bulk of men on first dates that you meet on dating app are expecting it. But regardless of their expectations, it's pretty easy to not put yourself in a situation like don't, you know, like if you definitely don't want to hook up on a first date, you go out for a drink or maybe dinner and it ends there. Um, I'm not saying you are allowed to go to his house afterwards and not feel like you should have sex. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, if you definitely don't want to, it's probably like I would, I wouldn't go home to a guy's house you know, the, like, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go to dinner, have drinks and then no. go to his house for more drinks. You can, if you want to, and you don't have to have sex. I'm not saying that, but 
We've talked about this, about the first date being a coffee. Yeah. Like if you, if the minute that on an app, you're like, hey, if he's like, let's grab a drink. And you're like, actually, I'd love to grab a coffee tomorrow. They will bail if they're just trying to sleep with you. Yeah, exactly. Keep it simple. Like, yeah, the simpler you make it, set up expectations. Mm -hmm. Like if if you don't want to have, like, if you're like, I don't want to have sex all the time uh, on a first date. (laughs) And then on a first date, you're like, well, why don't you just come over and Netflix with me? You are allowed to Netflix and you are allowed to say no, but a guy's going to go in there assuming she might want to have sex. So I personally, I, those dating apps, you just have no energy exchange. How do you know if you like yeah, the person? Get a cup of coffee. Like, keep it simple. You, I don't, I, it, there's truly two ways of doing it. Either the person or, or you or whomever is like trying to hook up and they're using it as like a, a, a sex thing or they're really looking to find their partner. And that's, I I really truly think that this coffee thing or tea or whatever, or like a daytime, I think it's the way to crack that code because you're right. It's full of a lot of people that have those expectations. Who's having coffee and then being like, hey, do you want to go over to my place? It's (laughs) 6.30 in the afternoon. Really? Like it just invites such a nice gradual get to know you. You have conversation over coffee. And then if he's like, you know what? I'm having such a great time. Do you want to go grab some food? food? You know, you have a coffee at like three to like, again, depending on your work life, we're in LA or talking, you know, Uh, but like, and, and drinks are fine too. You know, like it's a Saturday afternoon coffee or something like that. And drinks are fine. I agree with Suge. I like a good coffee or tea drink. You just, the point is, keep it simple. Just because guys are expecting sex, you can put yourself in a situation where you can vet that out, I think is mm-hmm. our point. Mm-hmm. And so that, you have that option. You may never get to a point, and I think we just have to acknowledge that biologically men and women are, are different, right? So they, men might be a little bit more hopeful early on. Women have, not all, not all because some guys aren't as, as more, some women are more about sex early on and some guys want to like talk, you know, but generally speaking, you might run into more men trying to fuck on the first date, you know, than women. And that's fine if they want to, but just put yourself in situations where you don't have to worry about that stress. Yeah. You know, then, then you're not stressing out about it. Then you're not like, is he going to invite me all over? Should I go over? Will he think I'm a, you know, just don't even don't make that an over. option. I, yeah. I just want to say something because I relate to you, you a lot. And I think like, um, if you struggle with boundaries here, you probably are struggling with boundaries and asking for what you want, what you need in your life outside of like sex mm. and dating as well. And it's hard as a woman, especially when you're a nice person, you're a people pleaser to really like say what you want and be okay, maybe even hurting someone else's feelings. So I just encourage you to keep totally. developing that yeah. skill. And I will say like yes. any guy worth his salt who likes you won't have his feelings hurt by you saying, I don't want to do this right now, but I look forward to next time. Oh, if- and they also won't have their feelings hurt if you leave. Like, I've certainly been on dates where, you know, it ends in a kiss. True, And the is, kiss can go anywhere. You and you know what I do? I'm like, you kiss? You kiss for a sec? And then I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, the truth is, See you the, soon. yeah. The, the more you say no, it works like, like a charm. The more, like the yeah, the more you make them wait. If they really like you, the more they'll they'll stick around. You know. And again, I've also said in other dates, if you want to have sex in the first date, that's great too. I'm not I'm not saying what's right or wrong, but if you don't want to, you waiting isn't going to make guys worth your time not like you. One hundred percent. There hasn't been a single guy in the world who really liked a girl, and he said. And she said, I'm just not ready right now. And he's like, well, I don't want to. That's a guy who doesn't 
isn't worth your time. Mm -hmm. But if he likes you and he's attracted to you and he thinks you're nice and funny, he's going to go home and tell his buddies, I met a nice yeah. girl. You know, not, not, not having sex is also a great option too. And if you want to have sex, great, have sex. That's entirely up to you. And, and, and just one more thought too. If you, if you are feeling like you, your voice isn't as strong as you would like it to be, in, in setting uh, boundaries when you don't feel safe, it is so important for you to take it at your own pace, which is going to be slow, and for you to learn to trust the person. So a person who maybe is like, oh, I, I'm not sure that I have my voice. One night stands just aren't for you. It's going to crush you. you, you you'll, you'll get into sticky situations. I think like learning that that about yourself is that you need to trust this person to be able to set boundaries with them, take the time to get to know them. Again, back to the coffee idea. And, and you can do that with strangers and do it. And you, you need to grow. There's fucking strangers. Like it's just, you don't know that person. You know, of course we don't feel, of course not everyone feels comfortable having sex with somebody. It's, it's a stranger. You don't know them. Take your time. Yeah. And like, uh, but thanks for listening. I know we've been we've been rambling while you've been yes, just like, oh, yeah. you know. uh, no, this is a great topic, and I think this is something that needs to be more needs to be talked about mm -hmm. more. Um, and again, it sounds like and it is safe. You've gotten a little discouraged, especially on dating apps, of these expectations, and then and then almost kind of getting discouraged about men in general and their desire to just want to have <laughs> sex so quickly. Um, just help yourself in that sense yes. of put yourself in situations that you're comfortable with. Um, and then you will, you will increase the odds of hanging out with guys that you're looking for, uh, I think is the best takeaway. And sometimes making, you know, simplifying that first date is a great first step. I, here's what I wouldn't do to answer your question on the dating app. I d don't be like, I don't want to have sex on the first date. If you're just looking to fuck, I'm not your girl. Don't say that. You don't need to say that. There's other ways of doing this to avoid that conversation. And that is getting a cup of coffee and just leaving it at coffee and then taking it slow. You can take control of the dating situation. Tell them what you want to do. I'm, I'm available for coffee. Mm -hmm. don't, don't get in their car. Yeah. Don't like get, have them pick you up. Like there's, these are very important. If a guy asks you out, do you want to get together? Be like, sure. I'm available for coffee at blah, blah, blah. If he's like, well, you don't want to get more. I'm, yeah, listen, I'm available for coffee. Take control. Don't yeah. let him... If you no, well, I only want to do dinner and drinks. Well, if a guy's not willing to get a cup of coffee with you and he insists on dinner and drinks, that's a red flag. Swipe left. Totally. Yeah. So to control your situation, I think that'll that'll help out. And there's there's plenty of guys out there. We just also sometimes need some help from you guys to slow us down. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Thank Rachel. Thank you. Listen, those those are really good calls, and I think yeah. as we've shown with like some of the differences in, in the room. It's actually, I don't think there's really have a difference of opinion. It's, these are tough conversations to have and there's yes. a lot of just confusion and there is a big difference between uh, understanding that men and women are different and the whole boys will be boys mentality. There's a huge difference. And of, I think it can change where men are a little bit more aware of, sorry to interrupt you. Totally. But, yeah. I mean, yes, mm -hmm. we, we we're talking about people changing and men and women becoming more cognizant of what makes the other sex tick and how to have better sexual experiences. We're never going to change how men and women are biologically different, right? That's, that's just a fact. It's understanding those differences and then going from there. And again, like 
here's Rachel getting discouraged because these guys are being the guys and that's not okay. And I'm not saying that's an excuse, but putting herself in situations that make it easier for her to be less discouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then communicating with the right men that she's willing to like go home with to still say, slow down. And then yeah. just being open about sex. I just, it's, it's sometimes uncomfortable for young people to talk about these things. And so they don't. And then that's where the the confusion and trouble sets in. I, I totally agree. And, and you know, and another point is like everybody's different. And, and sometimes I'm like, I wish I could just sprinkle my hood, you know, my hood rat dumb on all of the women to be like, just fucking cut a bitch if he tries to get you. You know what I mean? Which not everybody's going to do. So knowing ourselves and knowing the pace that we need to go. You call yourself setting. a hood rat. It's very funny. She's <laughs> a little G sometimes, you know? It comes out of me sometimes. But even to your point, Rochelle, it's that not in your nature. You're to to it, yeah. you. You're the people pleaser. I, I've gotten to know you. I I minus the sex stuff. Like I always encourage you to have more of a voice and and things like that. And it's not as an, it's, it's but that's but that's just a personal and that's fine too. And it's though, wonderful. Your self the self awareness. Everyone's that different that way, right? and that's why these conversations never get old and always need mm-hmm. to keep happening because. Um, you know, we just need to do a better job. And when we start pointing fingers, I think that's when people get defensive and then yes. people aren't talking about it and, and things like that. What is your name? Um, I'm Mariah. Hi, Mariah. I'm Nick. This is Suge and we have Rochelle here as well. Hi. Hey. Hi, guys. Hi. How, how can we help you, Mariah? Um, so I have been in a relationship for about two years now. Um, I met this guy on Tinder, um, and I think it was like a day after my 18th birthday, we met and we started dating eight months into our relationship. I moved to Alaska with him, um, for his work. And then about a year, a little over a year into our relationship, we got married. Um, part of the reason why we got married was a little bit of like religious pressure. I felt, um, I needed medical insurance and then just he was the first guy um, that I had ever seriously dated. So I felt like those first relationships, you know, a thing that you have with people. Um, But a little bit into the relationship, a lot of, I don't know if I'd call them red flags, but things kind of started happening um, that haven't gone away over the span of the two years. Um, He has a a very hard time being intimate, um, as in like, even with like words of affirmation or, sex. Um, that's a huge issue for us. I think one time he told me I would rather literally do anything in the world than have sex with you right now. So that none of these problems have ever really gotten better. (laughs) And even like two weeks into our relationship, um, it just kind of, we never even had a honeymoon phase or anything. So now I'm kind of at the point where I'm only 20. Um, I've been married for a year and a half and I don't feel very happy, but I feel like I don't have like justifiable reasons for not being happy because he takes care of me financially and and is there for me in other ways, but it's more like a roommate relationship, not really husband and wife dynamic. Okay. Um, You mentioned um, medical bills and things like that. Like, is that something you're able to share in terms of, was that a serious traumatic event or was like, what, what's going on there? Yeah, actually. So I had a relapse with lymphoma. It's a form of cancer. Um, and I had it first when I was 14 and now I just this year I've been getting treatment for it again. So, um, that's kind of been a crazy thing because I cannot work right now. So it's like, I don't feel like I have that 
I don't know, you know, I don't feel like I can leave if I feel unhappy because it's like I'm dependent on him. Mm. Uh, where's your family in all this? Um, so we moved back to Ohio. That's where we live now. And my family lives like 20 minutes away from us, but they have not been my biggest supporters. They have been kind of judgmental about the relationship just because I come from a very, very religious family. So they haven't been supporters um, with the relationship, not necessarily you as a person. Yeah, they're not really supportive. I mean, their parents, they're there, but just there's a lot of pressure on me and not a lot of acceptance. So do I don't what? feel like I can really go to them. Mm. What pressure to do what? Um, to stay in a relationship, to make things work, kind of because a lot of the issues we have I knew about before we got married, but a lot of the reason why I got married was that religious pressure of, oh, we can't mm. be having sex outside of marriage. Gotcha. gotcha. So they want you to stay in the relationship no matter what. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and where are you, if you're able to share kind of from a health standpoint now, is, are things in remission? Are you doing, like, how's that, like, what's the, uh, like, how much are you, how much is that a factor in yeah. your decision? And, and why can't your insurance be under your parents until you're like 25? Yeah. Um, well, so I had a bone marrow transplant um, in February and that's where they basically knock your health to like zero and then you start to build yourself back up and that's done with. So that's why I have hair growth now. I got, you got a very um, pretty face. You look very good with this haircut. If you, if you never you. grow your hair any longer, you could still kill it. I truly was like, listen to this girl making all these bold choices in yeah. this dope ass haircut. That okay. she, I was like, oh. It looks good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Before um, I got sick, actually, I'd never cut my hair. So it was Makes like you look really edgy. I don't know. I mean, yeah. anyways, I'm sidetracking. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, that. But uh, yeah, so... So I guess the re- I asked this question is like, let's just be real here. How much is your health and your future? Like, I, I guess from a little bit, I know you're never really out of the woods. And then again, you've talked about having a relapse. So wh- like, is, are you feeling more confident going forward that they've kind of figured this out? Or is this something that you have a real like fear that this is going to, to happen again? So anytime that you have a relapse, you're kind of knocked off your feet. You're like, Dang, I'm not as invincible as I thought I was going to be. Um, I think I'm handling it like a boss. Mm-hmm. But um, you never you never know with cancer. You never really know. And they're trying to do everything they can to make sure that it doesn't come back. But that fear is always going to be in the back of my mind. I want to be that powerful woman that's like, okay, I'm going to go get my own career. I'm not going to rely on a man. I'm not going to worry about these medical issues. But it's almost like just for this period, maybe even for the rest of the year, I don't, I, I feel, I feel like I have nowhere else to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I, did you go to college? Probably not. You're, or are you going to college? <laughs> no, not currently. Um, I'm a writer and I want to get a book published, but right. that is, everything's been put on hold right sure. now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so you've definitely had to deal with a lot. So that, that's, you know, good. I mean, you're quite honestly, you're killing it. You're doing a lot of great things. I would use, You've been, I don't know you very well, but I can safely assume you've had to endure and face more and get through more than most people your age, uh, which means yeah. you're, you're capable of virtually anything you really want to do. Uh, I would remember that when you start feeling stuck and, and trapped, uh, that that's just your own fears and insecurities coming because you're not, right? 
Um, it sucks to not necessarily always feel the love and support of your family. And I'm sorry for that. Uh, or to be in a relationship where you feel like it's your roommate. Uh, religion aside and things like that, I just want to emphasize that you are so super young. And listen, I understand no one wants, no one thinks they're going to get married and then divorced. And then it feels like you have a scarlet letter for some people, especially if you're from a religious family to feel that judgment, whatever, fuck it. Like life's too short, especially if you're someone who's had to face cancer that like at the end of the day, religious aside, like you're not going to go to heaven or hell based on the fact that you got married at 19 and it didn't work out. Like I, whatever, I'm not God. So I'm not here to say what's going to get you into heaven or hell, but I can safely, <laughs> I can safely assume that there's a lot more to it than just that, right? You, you got married super young for a lot of uh, extenuating circumstances. And there's something to be said about fighting for relationship. And I encourage you to fight for the relationship you have and, and the vows that you took to each other. But if he's not going to do hundred percent of his half, right? And if he's saying cruel and meanful and hurtful things, like I'd rather do anything than have sex with you, that's fine if he's not in the mood. He doesn't have to say something that can make you feel like it's you. Um, that, he, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know if, if it's him or if he's just not into it or he's just like something about, um, you know, your health consider. I, I don't know. But he should never, as your husband, make you feel not desirable. And there's a million ways to make someone feel desirable that don't, doesn't have anything to do with sex. And I think as every person deserves that, men and women. And if you're not getting that, that's something you should, no matter if you're married or not, you have a right to always expect that. And if you're not getting it and you've tried to fix it, whether it's through therapy or counseling or communication, and they refuse to do anything about that, then you have the right to like have a life and have a happy life. Like, you know, you guys married at such a young age. And if someone like doesn't live up to their vows, you know, you, he took vows too, right? And if he's not living up to them, then, you know, and I'm, I'm sure there might be people out there who are mad at me for like saying you should get divorced if death do you part. But like, that, that sounds great in theory, but sometimes people can be shitty and they don't live up to their expectations. I encourage you to just not be afraid to take, to, to believe in yourself and you are, have already done that and, and double down and do that more. And if the worst thing that happens to, I think Rochelle, if you move home to a bunch of judgy parents, whatever, fine. Parents will always love you. You know, we get mad at our parents, we get frustrated, but they are your parents and they are your family. And they're not necessarily, they're not there to be your best friends sometimes too. And just because what they're teaching you and judging you about isn't right or wrong, they're still your parents. My parents over time have softened and, and I've taught them a lot and they've become more progressive as well. It takes time, but they are your parents. So don't abandon your parents just because you feel a little bit judged and shame from them. I'm not excusing them, but they are your family. Uh, your husband needs to always earn the right to be with you. I think every couple does, regardless if you're married or not. A marriage is an excuse to like stop earning that person's love and affection. You have to live up to the vows that you give each other every day. And if he's not doing that, you have a right to maybe at some day end it. You know, I, mean, I, I encourage you to not, and all I'm saying is don't let your background and your family or any outside variables uh, affect your decision to be happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's because my fear is we haven't gone to therapy or anything, but my fear is just because after being with him for two years, I feel like I know him pretty well. And 
I feel like even if like we went to therapy and he tried, it wouldn't really be who he is. It would be almost like me trying to change him because it just doesn't seem like it's really in him to be affectionate or like have a husband-wife Ma- dynamic with somebody. Maybe so. But listen, like here, here's what you have to decide. And that's fine too. You maybe I don't know him. You know him, right? But what I'm saying is, don't make the mistake of assuming either, right? If you're done, you're done. If you're just, if you're emotionally not there and you just, like, and you're just kind of like biding your time and you just don't want to be with them, that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with just admitting that. And maybe sometimes at that point, therapy is just a wasted effort because you are done. You have done everything you can per- personally do. If you have hope for the relationship, don't assume how he's going to be. Give him an opportunity to show you right? But that's entirely up to what you want. You have to decide whether you want to be in the relationship or not, regardless of outside influences. And if you still have hope for this relationship, then do whatever you can and give him an opportunity to show you a different side of him. And if, if, but you have the right to be done too, you know? Yeah. And I just want to encourage you, like as a woman, like it's, I felt trapped in the past, like maybe in, in jobs I didn't want, but I needed the money. But like, if you feel trapped in a relationship because of the money, like I just encourage you to get out of that trapped mindset. You are not trapped. You have other options. You can get an education. You can support yourself. It's like, we can't use that as an excuse to stay in bad things. You're in this seemingly nice car, these nice clothes. Our lives are all quite charmed, especially speaking of most of the people in the United States. If think, things might get better before, worse before they're better, but like to Rochelle's point, there's a solution to almost every problem. And if you can fight and yeah. beat cancer, you can get a better job or a different job. Maybe that requires you to work too. And again, you had to deal with some stuff where you couldn't work, but hopefully your health improves and then you have some options. And again, you still have your parents and your family. And at the end of the day, if you show up at their doorstep, they're going to hopefully take in. <laughs> hopefully. I mean, some... And if they don't, you can come and live with Nick and Rochelle. Yeah. Not you, Shug? <laughs> there you go. You, you have, you have, you have you. options. You have friends, right? I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of friends. Hopefully. I have a few. You have a few. <laughs> maybe, maybe he kind of hurt that a little bit. But get out there. Make You're young. Meet more friends. Meet more people. Join activities and things. There's a big world out there that I'm guessing you've seen very little of. And I encourage you to try to see more of it. And it will open up a lot of doors and windows and experiences. And you have so much life to live. Get out there while you can and, and live your life. And, and, and don't ever feel like you're trapped or you can't because that's, that's honestly the biggest thing about growing up and getting older is always realizing that things ended up being easier than they thought they were because they seemed so impossible having never done it. So just try, yeah. be willing to fail, um, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, um, whenever we found out I was sick, I lived with my parents for about six months while my husband was trying to get transferred from Alaska to here. So I have lived with them recently. And... Um, that's not, it's not a fun place to be. I'm sure <laughs> and he does take very yeah. good care of me. Like his, the car, the clothes, like that's all, that's all him. But Th- it's like, if the emotional part isn't there, then you deserve, kind of like, you deserve more than but a can I, caretaker. I'm sorry, nobody's going to like what I have to say, Oh no! but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, if, no. Listen, if you need to use this support for a minute, Find emotional support elsewhere. I'm fine with that. Some people don't check off every box. We can't expect, listen, and I think that when you're ready, getting out of this, when you're stable and when you feel secure and ready to go, 
you're going to know, right? And it's also yeah. empowered to be like, listen, this guy doesn't check off all of those boxes. I'm going to leave him. But for now, I need this stability and start creating emotional bonds with friends, with coworkers, and do all of that stuff. If it is not an option for you to go home, parents are not all good parents and we shouldn't be around some of them. Like that is not... Fine. I mean, there's exceptions to every rule. Suggesting suggesting that you go home because they're your blood and they have to take care of you might not make her own money. Also, I think the biggest takeaway from this, but maybe she's very sick and and can't right away. I think the biggest takeaway is that you you again. We don't know all the details, but you probably have more options than you often feel. And I know that when I was younger and not having to deal with what you've had to deal with. That is almost an absolute that when you're younger, you just feel like you feel trapped and you don't know, you just don't know how to get out of it because you just don't know. Right. And so mm-hmm, while we're all we're all we're just suggesting is that if don't feel trapped. And listen, if you want to like stick in this relationship for a while because it's safe and comfortable, fine. And you work on it. But like, and we don't know. But her family is pro- not wanting to live with your parents because they annoy you and it's challenging and they feel judged. I get that. Fine. It doesn't mean she can't. That's not an option. All right. And and keeping us. Listen, people have a way. People have a habit of sometimes wanting to maintain a status quo because their life's good. People do it all the time. All they they the wanna time. they don't like they that's all about like you talk about comfort zone. Yeah. People live an entire no, life of like we're talking about yes, I'm sorry. Talking about bigger pi- we're talking about bigger picture and like all we're just yeah. saying is that if she wants she she calls it if she wants a happier life, if she's not feeling happiness in a relationship, we're just letting her know that, that she deserves it and it's op- an option of for her. And that it. might include uh some time like that might include getting out of your comfort zone for sure. That might include taking risks. And it might include in those risks failing a little bit early on. And that's okay. Some people are afraid of like, well, he takes care of me, he does this, and I have I have a nice life. It's nice. It's like fine, but deep down something telling you that it could be better. And if you want better, you have the right to have it be better. And that is all we're saying. And it's gonna and I it's gonna have some challenges. I agree. I agree, but I also think that well, it's an option um, to chill there while you're figuring that out. That's fine too, but that's not the yeah. overall point we're trying to make. Um, well, living with my parents is kind of like, for an example, when we knew I was sick and because I knew my hair was going to fall out, I dyed it bright pink and cut it. And my mom told me she was embarrassed to be around me and that God was really going to judge me for this decision before I'm gonna, my hair is going to fall out because of chemo. No. So that's the type of people you're kind of dealing with. <laughs> I get it. Listen, my, my parents, I love them. I, I had the best childhood and they're amazing and they're fantastic. They said some crazy shit to me when Same. I was younger. My mom thinks I'm going to hell. It's um, fine. It's not fine, you guys. It's not, it's not fine. But like, listen, pe- parents, all I'm saying is we're all figuring it out too. My parents look back and, and, and sometimes feel embarrassment for the, some of the things they said to me and changed. My parents are an amazing people and I had an amazing childhood, but like they had me young and they were teaching me what they were taught. My grandma said some even crazier shit and she's an amazing person. All I'm saying is sometimes we get frustrated at our parents at times, but hopefully, and listen, maybe your mom sucks. I don't know. Like It's almost like you guys are saying- No, okay, I love my parents. Yeah. I love yeah. them. Yeah, she loves her parents. Like, yes, there's her mom. Was it okay for her mom to say that to her? No. Was that mean? Yes. Did it, I'll, I'm just saying like, it, it, it. they are your family. And less, in short of your family, like 
kicking you out or like, you know, you feel love, you love your family. There you go. You know, it's that okay to be annoyed with your family. always parents. mean that it's the right house to be living in. Either is a, a husband who you feel like is a roommate, you don't feel their love, who also says to you things like, I'd rather do anything than have sex than you. Is that a better house to live in? I, maybe it is. I'm saying it's an option. That, that's not what we're, we're not. Anyways. Uh, or get a job. Sugar's just trying to fight. Uh, I, we really appreciate you calling. This is a great call. And I can't stress enough, again, just believing yourself. You've faced so much already. Yes, you're um, amazing. And I would, I would lean into that. And just remember, anytime you feel insecure or downing yourself and afraid, just remind yourself what you've already accomplished, right? And the, yes. and I will, uh, the more risks you take, uh, the more you're going to succeed. There's going to be failure in that. And you're going to get more and more confidence. And the more world you try to see, the, the more options you will realize that you have in general, regardless of your situation. I can say that with anyone listening, that is a fact. Um, so just remember that and decide what you want in this relationship and then do whatever it is you want and fight for the relationship you want and know that you have an out. If you want, your parents will still love you. They'll still be, they might say some rude shit, whatever. Um, you'll be fine. Well, thank you guys so much for taking my call and really quick before we end. Um, I just wanted to shoot my shot here and say, um, that, uh, Nick, I've been a huge fan of you for so long. And if there's ever a chance that I could meet you after the year I've had, um, obviously if I'm not to say that or ask that, or if that's not okay, that's fine. But just had to, well, if, you, if you're ever in LA, maybe we can arrange it, but you, uh, you know, obviously as a, a caller and a friend, I did, I did ran into a Tyler's run. I ran into one of our callers <laughs> who was awesome. very, who was very sweet. And she did say a little flex here. I changed her entire year. Oh, um, wow. But yes, if nice. you're in LA, definitely email in and we'll But, you know, see what shooting your shot, you are that. a married woman here. So just let's just <laughs> set, oh, no. set boundaries like here. Like okay, that. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, <laughs> absolutely. I'm sure we can, you know, make something, something work out. So um, keep in touch with Rochelle. Um, awesome. But thanks so much for your time and thank you for calling in. Thank you guys so much for the advice. <laughs> All right, take care. Bye. I honestly don't know what you I were just, trying to say. You don't? In this last call? I well, just can't believe that the advice is like, just go home to your parents. No, they I that, that, you. Were you, that's not in any way what we were saying. A nice car when you're 20. It's like, go, don't have a car. And I love that opinion. But this, she is like going through chemo and like, she's a sick girl. Yes, she, she noted that she's in remission. I just know that sometimes it's truly not an option to just go home because your parents will love you and like go home and be judged and be berated by the people who do love you. I just don't think going home to your parents is like the general advice that you should give people. That wasn't the advice. the man is saying like, oh, I don't want to, you're the last person I want to have sex with. Of course, she's in a terrible relationship. It sounds awful. So empower yourself in that to, if you need to. She's not calling and saying like, I have an option to go home. That clearly didn't sound like an option to me at any point. Uh, so saying like, okay. Gotta, what her what she said was, I feel like I don't have a lot of options. And we were just yeah. vetting it out Which and I talking through with her like, and talking through with her that she probably has some options. Again, Even we don't know me we don't know what I her, love that option. We don't necessarily know what her family is like, but it's safe to assume that a young a lot of 20-year-olds complain like again, Rochelle is a perfect example. She yeah. talks about her family. Yeah. I, I talk about my family. 
just because you get mad at your family, your parents, or you have like a tough time with them, doesn't mean they're still not your loving parents. That might not be your situation. But again, I don't. I know. had to move home, and then I had to work my butt off to be able to move out as yeah. soon as I could. But here's just a situation where a young woman but who got married at 19 got married and feels stuck in a relationship, and she said that multiple times. I feel trapped. I feel stuck. I don't know what to do. Blah 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 blah. And that that was the biggest takeaway is letting her know that she doesn't need to feel stuck and trying to, sometimes when you feel stuck, you need just to hear the options you have. doesn't mean any of these options that were being said are the right ones. It's just knowing that she has some options. You're getting hung up that we suggested that maybe moving back home was an option. I'm I'm hung up on the fact that you're just like immediately like, they love you. That's the better option. That's the better option. Go back and play the tape. No no one said that. Mm Mm-hmm. Your family, yes, your family, I guarantee you in her own way, whether she's doing a good job or not, her mother loves her. I mean, mothers all the time with their daughters through what they think you they're calling love. You cannot guarantee that a mother loves their child. You can't. Okay, fine, whatever. I mean, Rochelle, do you think your mom loves you? I mean, I do, but to Shug's point, I do think there are some, I know some, I have some friends who had to cut their moms out of their lives. That might they be were true. So toxic, yeah. I, that, I, there's a difference between a mom thinking she loves her daughter and being toxic. That, that you, There don't have to be, they, that can yeah. happen. My mom and my but grandma had a yeah, I do think my very, mom loves me a lot. My mom and her mom, my grandma, their relationship, while Right now, whew, man. Oh yeah. You know, like okay, totally. But is it my mom had to go to therapy to be a, time? around or in the home of somebody who thinks That's you're going to hell all the time? That's a whole conversation. I literally just said, listen, you're that is an option. And sometimes young, you're, you're she's twenty years old. And sometimes young people have a way. Yes. It's not always the parents' fault either, right? We always want to shit on our parents for saying things that we don't like. And, you know, for all the criticism, like, you know, I feel like we're shitting on parents. Parents, young people don't like what their parents say say all the time. Is the pink hair common, burning hell? Okay, no. Yeah. But I'm just simply reminding a young person who's 20 years old that maybe live in, because all I'm saying is we don't know. Maybe her family, it's just a bunch of like slightly judgy parents who are super religious and they don't make her feel great. Fine. I would rather live in a, like that house that are still her loving parents. Let's assume that's the worst of it. Right. I'd rather have her realize that maybe this guy who's like also saying, I'd rather do anything than have sex with you. And then real, get out of a toxic relationship that is someone she's only known for a year and a half and realize there's a whole life to live and then move out in six months when she's financially on her feet. I mean, like, I don't want to paint this picture that, like, I, I feel comfortable saying that majority of families, even whether you get along with them all the time, are a better option than a toxic uh, relationship. But, yeah, anyways. Yeah, obviously, I agree with that. Again, this was more about options and yeah. letting her yes. know. Yes, and stuck. I totally agree don't, with that. Don't feel stuck, especially because of a nice car. That's not that, the reason. Yeah, That's like, not, guys, oh, my God. No, I, I it's think you're so much deeper. The girl, like, almost, I don't know. She's so sick. Medical bills are insane. Like, there's, it's, she's facing some real fucking issues. No one's saying And there she's are not. so many, but just being flippant and being like, don't stay for a nice car, I find it frustrating because her, her decisions are so much bigger and harder than that. F- f- this is about having insurance. Again, we're just saying that there's other ways. She said she, she takes care of me. I'm under his insurance. Fine. Financial, she didn't say that like they're so stacked up and there's no way. She didn't, she did not say in any way there's no way that I can't like pay without him. There's no way. She was just like, I feel stuck. 
and she might have insurance in uh, in another place. Like this is about letting a young person know who's faced a, a bunch of challenges to not let that make her feel stuck. Because I can yeah. totally see why someone in her shoes, if stuck or not, would feel stuck. That's all I'm saying. A hundred percent. And she has the. I, you know, people can spend 10 years of their life staying in a situation they feel stuck, mm -hmm. but maybe they're not. Yes. And I want to see her explore other opportunities. Right. And she needs options. I agree. And there are options. And I love that message. And I think that's so very true. Wow. <laughs> I mean. Wow. <laughs> I've taken a whole bunch of deep breaths Let's and I feel hands. good. So Here hands. we are. Sugar and I are going to go argue in the car now. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> Fight all the way home. What a dynamic first episode. Uh, yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you know, like we talked about in the opening, we, we don't always agree. But I, I do think sometimes for my biggest point too is it's giving people options. And sometimes, again, in arguments, we will say we can get sometimes in the weeds of things. We get hung up on certain things in a bigger argument in, in terms of, I know Sugar and I talked about this whole you know, families and whether they're the always the first choice. You know, no one's necessarily saying that, you know, but sometimes the bigger picture of just finding things out and exploring things, uh, we, you know, we, we can always be better, but asking more questions. So, because it's funny, a lot of times I, I will say our questions we get from fans, they have their story. Right. Hey, this happened. This is what I want to talk about. And that's the story they're telling themselves. And that's the story yeah. they're telling themselves. There's always, there's always at least one nugget that's going on. <laughs> underneath Nick um, loves his nuggets uh but i you know i honestly if i could have uh like 30 minutes of asking questions i, I would with them just to really figure it out right um so sometimes we try to get to the, the answers maybe even too soon but if you're out there and you're communicating with your friends and your friends come to you with with problems start asking them more questions yeah. before you answer it do you yeah. do you think there's any themes from the calls today Men, women it is not your job to get guys off yeah that's a theme it's great. We appreciate it. It's Put not, in the effort, but we appreciate the effort. Not your job. <laughs> and and if a guy says not tonight is not the night, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Don't make him feel like you did something wrong. It's not necessarily you. You don't have to make it into a fight. No. Go have uh, a sandwich. Do have, something yeah. else fun. But you know, we all like a good don't, climax. Don't give up on love. That was don't a good message. Don't give up on love. Also, message. but maybe well, that's our last caller. I don't like don't give up on love. But mm -hmm. also know when on finding love. I mean that don't you, give up on finding love. No matter how old you are, no matter what you've been through. Yeah. Listen, if you find your great love at 50, hopefully you have 30, 40 more years. And that's a you know, good 20, 30 year relationship. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, how many people could say they have a 20, 30 year happy relationship? That that's might just start true. later in life. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so important that you fall in love with yourself first. So sometimes that takes a really long time, and that's A-OK, -okay too. Anyways, thanks, guys, for uh, joining uh, the Vile Files and questions with uh, questions with Nick or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Form questions. Format. We're, we're formatting this. Will this be a... It's the questions enough. with Nick spinoff of the Vile Files. We have a great episode coming up with my f dear friend, Amanda Statton. 
Oh, this is a good great one. Great little. She spills some tea. Some great little dating nuggets. We talk about our time on the show together, our friendship outside of the show, being a single mom. She's got a new book out, but just a, it's just a fun conversation. She was really open. I was like, yes, girl. I can't uh, wait to listen. It'll be the last episode of uh, a guest with questions because yeah. we we recorded this uh, a, a couple weeks ago. And if you have questions, email us. Email us, send them in. Uh, we we can read them. Uh, we can talk it's about them. Ask Nick at castmedia.com. A S K N I C K at K A S T M E D I A dot com. The show is only as good as your questions. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. As always, uh, feel free to rate us five stars on iTunes. We could we could use some more five stars. I feel like not to pander. And, and beg, but yeah. Also, like, I'm just waiting for the people like, why did they change it? People fear, people don't like change. Oh, yeah. I'm just waiting for you guys. Some of you, like, you can write it. Don't give us like two stars because of it. Just look at it as an elevation. You just get more, more of what you change like. Change is good, but it always feels a little uncomfortable at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, have a great week. We will see you on Wednesday. It's been another episode. Yee! Vile files. Okay.